This is Grand Admiral Thrawn, and you are listening to Rule the Galaxy, a wise decision. Hey Star Wars fans and Rule the Galaxy fans, if you're watching on YouTube, it is not Elton John or someone at the gun range, it's Joe in the pilot's seat, um, but... We're back. Rule the Galaxy is back for Chapter 130. And as always, you can follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter, Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com, and uh, just Rule the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. We haven't done a lot on Facebook still, um, but uh, we're doing more. We're posting the shows on YouTube, so that's way, that way you can see these beautiful yellow sunglasses from Diff that are the Luke X-Wing pilot sunglasses that everybody but me hates and that's okay um so it's chapter 130 we've got a full crew of our regular co-hosts it's so good to be back with everybody uh because we've just been going all different directions and last week was uh the crazy show of having rife and glossin and bray on and they were a lot of fun but let's go around the horn and talk to some of our regular guys who give us all their good star wars insight we're going to start with mr brent dykeman how are you brent all the Star Wars insight, but I want to know what this Elton John and gun range is. <laughs> I, I am I missing? Did that one went straight over my head? Oh. I because he I, looks like Tiny Dancer. I, the, I got. Uh, yeah, I got the glasses. Yeah, he does kind of have a, a Elton John vibe with the the diff sunglasses. Okay, yeah. now I'm following. Uh, so just to let you know, I'm living the bachelor life. Uh, so I'm in education in the education world. Um, my wife and children are with my father down in Florida. I still have a week of school, so I'm chilling at home with the dogs. There you go. And and you said one of the dogs is a terrorist, correct? Oh, she is a terrorist. My, <laughs> there is, there's no argument about this. I will finally, yeah, she's a terrorist. Okay. She's fine right now, but I definitely have my eye on her because I'm afraid she'll poop in the house while we're on the podcast. Just a, All right. a nice spite poop. Just for you yeah. being away from it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, just because I'm not giving her the attention that yeah, she needs. That's it. Yeah. No, spite poops are bad. Just remember <laughs> that. Um, hey, that voice you just heard talking about the spite poops, Mr. Nick Chesky, <laughs> uh, who's expecting a child within a month, I think. Right, Nick? Ali, guys, we're we're in the last three weeks here till we till we have babies. So it's it's coming very quickly. Abby had a doctor's appointment today and they are going to take her um, Easter weekend, essentially is what they're saying. Um, I am a, wow. a April 17th, trade. right? Yeah. So not that we have anything important going on that weekend or anything you know, right <laughs> around there, but be missing that this year because we're going to be expecting new life. So it'll be great. We're uh, so up to that. This will be what's, baby number two. Baby number two. Yes, sir. What's worse, a spite poop or a blowout diaper that goes up the back of the of the little one. Which one's worse? Hundred percent of blowout diaper. Blowout. 100, yeah. Hundred. Yeah. Dean's with me. Hundred percent of blowout. Without a question. Just checking. Okay. Just checking. So that the next voice you heard was Mr. D Doc, our guy in Philly. Who D Doc? How far along is your wife on baby number three? We are due uh, May eleventh or twelfth. Yeah. So. Wow. We're, we're wow. close. Yeah. So that's why hearing the word blowout, I've been taking mental reps because both of my, um, 
both of my kids were born 18 months apart. So I I was like, I was right into it. Yeah. Yeah. From the boy to the girl, I was right with it. I was ready to go. I mean, although they're two, you know, different things, but yeah. So now I'm just like, all right, I just got to tap back into that mentality, get ready for it again. So I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, this lack of sleep would be the biggest adjustment. Mm. You you go numb to the blowouts pretty quick. It's <laughs> yeah, like, no, it's the lack of sleep. <laughs> yeah. is what'll, what, that's what'll get me the up up in the middle of the night. Yeah, don't yeah. talk to my wife about that because I could probably sleep through a tornado. So she's oh, usually I'm the same. one who's getting up. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same, but I got punched a couple times to get up and and do my do my my share. Yes, exactly. Get well, up and go so, breastfeed him. Oh, that's it. Yeah. No, see, we, we, were, we were all. We He's were not all Robert De Niro. We were, I got nipples. You want to milk me? I, uh, I was, uh, so we would do it. Like my wife would always wake up early and I would stay up till like 12 to one, maybe two o'clock and try to do the night shift just to stay up. And then she would wake up early with, so that's just kind of our modus operandi MO. well so now that we're in baby uh baby galaxy here not rule the galaxy uh i'll add to the mix i am not expecting another child but one of the well the originator of rule the galaxy joey just posted on all social media that he and his lovely wife riley are expecting their first baby in September. So yes, I will be a grandfather Come on. doing a Star Wars podcast. I don't know if that's allowed, but I guess it is. Um, so yeah, we're excited because Joey will now officially, since he will have a child and it, it is going to be a boy, um, he's already told me, now I can go into Target, Walmart, everywhere and say, honey, I'm getting it for the kid. Um, so, and <laughs> And I'm just trying to be the grandpa that has everything here ready to go, dump the tubs out of toys and let them go. So, and Joe, one of the, be, uh, oh, go for oh, it. Nick, D-Doc, Nick, go for it. D-Doc, go, go first, Nick. <clears throat> oh, well, now this is awkward. Um, <laughs> Joe, true or false, this will be, will it be Joseph Molinero, the sixth? Fifth. 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 And yeah. That's confirmed that it's going to be the, the in the line. Yeah. So um, uh, Joey is the fourth. I'm the third. This will be Joseph Frank Molinero, the fifth. Um, but we actually have my great grandfather was Giuseppe Franco and his father before him was Giuseppe Franco. So if you go back even further, that's two more, even though it's the same name translated, but they don't count it with it being Italian version versus American version. So yes, this will be the wow. fifth, but uh, we have already heard since my dad's Joe, I'm Joseph to most of my family, and then Joey's Joey. This young man is going to be called Frankie. So that's where we're going with that. So I'm still going to call him Joe or Joey because why I don't not want... Senko? <laughs> we could Senko we or could. Joseph, but I, I just <laughs> Joseph. I, I don't want I don't want number six to be called Frank. You know, I kind of want to keep the Joe going, and I'm I'm willing to take the break with Frankie but I wanted to come back to Joe. So I'm going to keep that going. Awesome. So, yeah, but um, a couple quick things before we start in star Wars, um, we've all got things going on and feel free to shoot out your uh, things you've done over the last week or so. But uh, in the last week, I was lucky enough to, uh, with the help of Joey, uh, go see Frank Caliendo in concert. And it was awesome. Frank was hilarious and um, just doing all his voices. And uh, Joey got, 
us in touch with each other. Here I am texting Frank Kelly and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of cool, you know? Um, and he invited us backstage and we hung out, my wife and I hung out with him uh, backstage afterwards and got to know him better and his family. And uh, we met a gentleman who actually runs Ace Comic-Con. He, he, sell, he sells all the booths at all the Ace Comic-Cons. And uh, he got Frank in touch with all the characters from the MCU movies. Frank has now met Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, blah, 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 right down the line of all the characters and met him, took pictures with him and everything. And I now have that guy's number and he and I have been interacting. So cross your fingers as more Ace Comic Cons come on. We'll see what we can do with Rule the Galaxy. So he was kind of pumped that we did a Star Wars podcast. So that was a really cool weekend for us, me and my wife. But that's my news outside of the baby and all that stuff. Anybody else got anything crazy going on? I know we're going to talk about DDoc coming back from uh, Galaxy's Edge as well. Well, I was going to say, before I was even on this show, I want to say, I, I just remember listening to you guys talk about collecting figures. And if I'm not mistaken, I know, Joe, you have said that you have figures saved up for grandchildren if that were to happen. So when I saw Joey post that, I, all I could think is I'm like, Joe is probably like, that stockpile will come into play in a couple years. Here, here it comes. 100 percent 100 percent i'm i've got uh two big of those tupperware tubs just filled with loose characters that uh, we're, we're just ready to go have fun with it so yeah i i just had my in-laws over for the weekend and um i have four tupperware containers down here and my mother-in-law goes well are those all empty because you know she sees what's behind here and i go <laughs> no i'm like they're there's stuff in those and she's just like, you need more shelves. I'm like, I know Wow, that's they're finally nice starting response. to realize how bad it is. That's good though. That's good. I'm, I'm, you know what, until Frankie's ready to take over the podcast. And if I retire, I've got D doc, Nick, you youngsters, you can take it over after, uh, you know, as we shift into the future with all your collecting, your, your rooms are going to look better than mine when you keep doing this. <laughs> so, uh, Brent, any legions games recently? Nothing other outside of the norm. Uh, okay. Yeah, so there is a huge little uh, tournament going on. So Brian Bear, who I play with all the time, and Matt Evans are going to this big tournament up in Chicago. It is called Adepticon. So it's not just Legion, but so the Legion tournament itself has 128 people signed up for it. Um, but they have Warhammer there. They have miniature games of all sorts. There's one called Flames of War. Flames of War is a World War II version of the game. So you basically set your Panzer tanks up and you do the same thing. You move them and you roll dice. There's bolt action. Um, there's there's other ones from different companies that have different types of games. Um, there's one guy that I ran into a game preserve down here in Greenwood, Indiana. There, it's from Mantic Games is the name of the uh, is the name of the mm -hmm. company that makes it. I can't remember the name of the game that they're playing, but if they if you use a Mantic produced team and you are the highest placing team in the at their event, they will fly you all expenses paid to their national or like their international tournament in London because I believe that that's where it's out of. So there there's going to be I want to when I say close to ten thousand people playing different types of tabletop games up in uh schaumburg illinois okay uh, that that starts wednesday or thursday of this week the legion tournament is friday saturday so good luck to those guys um that's a big one it's probably one of the biggest ones that is 
um, that we know of at the moment. Well, good, good, good. And yeah, you're not going, but your buddies are, right? Yeah, I'm going to be in Florida because oh, yeah, that's my right. family's that's right. in Florida. That's right. So they just time everything up so where I can't go. There's also <laughs> another guy, I just remember David Blanchard, I believe, is playing as well. He's another one that plays on our regular Friday group. Okay. I thought for a second, I, I was trying to piece the puzzle pieces of the timing together, and I was like, Oh, how convenient. Sam and the kids go away for the week. And I'm, I got to stay here and work. Wait, man, we're going to be seeing pictures of you up playing in Schaumburg. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, I, I, I had already made the spring break to uh, plans be when they released the actual date of it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Bummer. Well, so a couple different things. And we, we don't have a ton of show topics. And I definitely one of them I want to concentrate on is DDoCs experience at galaxy's edge because brent's been i've been now ddoc's gone nick you're still behind on that right i'm still a galaxy's <clears throat> edge virgin okay if you will wow i like that yeah. um so we'll talk about that in a minute but a couple things i want to throw out there just some house cleaning kind of stuff one um this weekend i think we're going to be doing uh, some some recording we're going to do some video we're going to, um, this weekend is the uh, Great Ohio Toy Show in Xenia, Ohio at the Green County Fairgrounds. We've gone in the past. Uh, I went with Alfie and Mass uh, about a year ago. I went with my wife about six months ago. Well, I looked at the calendar and all of a sudden I was like, oh crap, it's this weekend. And um, so I checked with her, checked with a few people. Joey's going. Uh, Alfie is going again. And um one of our great listeners, Tom Line, is going to hop in. So the four of us are going to go, um, and we are going to record stuff, make videos, we'll post, post it all over YouTube. And uh, we, we are all there to watch each other to where we're not overspending and uh, putting <laughs> rules on each other. Um, but really, I'm doing it for filming. I, I'm, I, it's, it's so exciting to go see all the stuff there. And Joey, God love him. I'm, just, I'm going to have to really watch him on the spending. So that's coming up uh, the great Ohio toy show Zini, Ohio this Saturday. If you're anywhere around that area, you should go check it out. Um, today at work, believe it or not, star Wars came up. Um, our marketing person, her name's Lisa Mattingly, uh, great lady. And, um, she came in and we were talking about some apparel we were buying for the company. And I gave her our person's name, Laura Burton, who has our Etsy shop again, Rule the Galaxy, all one word, all caps, no spaces in between. Rule the Galaxy on Etsy. Go go look that up. But Laura runs that, and I was telling her about it. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I forgot. I told my daughters and my husband that you do a podcast. And, um, man, I'm going to have them listen. And then she saw the shop, and she goes, and I'm going to go buy those pink sweatshirts for my daughters. And um, sure enough, tonight she sent me a message. Her and her husband and her daughters are actually listening to our podcast today from a few weeks back. So I want to give a shout out to Lisa, to John, to Allie, and to Emmy. Thanks for giving us a shot. Hopefully you enjoy it. And and if you, you know, she was showing me all of her pictures from when they went to Galaxy's Edge. So it was really cool. And I was really glad that they were all Star Wars fans. So uh, that's that's uh, something I wanted to knock out. So thanks again, Lisa and her family. And last but not least, um, yeah, the ICC, the I. Um, I triple C. I always do two C's. I triple C, uh, April 29th through May 1st. Uh, as long as Nick and Abby want to take the baby down to Nashville area to be with his family, 
they're invited, but uh, everybody else is, everybody else I know of is going to the ICCC in Nashville. We're going to have a booth. We're going to have shirts. We're going to play Legion and we're going to hopefully get to meet some Star Wars greats. So check out the ICCC uh, in Nashville, April 29th through May 1st. Nick, you put up a hand. So update. I just found out this week I have to work that Sunday, but by golly, I will be there Friday. And as long as I can stay on Saturday, that's and awesome. yes, I, we are bringing that fresh baby down to nashville we're not missing this thing man come on this is what we're here for that is so cool so um so those are the things i wanted to clean house with and go through uh before we before we got going and everything because there was a lot there was a lot going on there um because i think ddoc's story probably leads away the rest of these stories are kind of cool but ddoc you just got back from god go ahead brent i see your hand up before we move from the ICCC, yeah, right. I just want to say that there's a couple things that I found out, and I want to kind of give this a plug. So um, there's a guy, and I wish I remembered his full name. His first name is Michael. He plays Star Wars Legion, but he's also a medieval weapons specialist. So in other words, like he's trained in using claymores and medieval weapons, and he actually competed in a tournament. And I placed was like we wielding his weapons. So he knows what he's doing in Indianapolis on Tuesday nights. He runs a lightsaber class. No way. Meaning, meaning like he runs a class at the YMCA where you can pick up a lightsaber and he teaches you like the basic lightsaber dueling skills. And like, I don't know all that goes into it. However, when I mentioned that I was going down to the ICCC, he's like, yeah, I'll be down there also. So he's going to be down there running lightsaber dueling workshops down at the ICCC. So he'll have a room off to the side. And if we have time, we can go walk into his room. And we yeah. can kind of, we can do some lightsaber dueling stuff while we're there. So it was just Damn. one of those things that I want to give him some props. So yeah. if you are going to ICCC and you are listening to us, uh, just know that it's not just toys and collectibles and rule the galaxy. There is going to be some, uh, I believe there's also video games. If you look at the website, there's like video game tournaments um, that are scheduled as well. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on, something that can fill your time while you're walking yep. around on the floor um, and not just, yeah. So uh, I wanted to make sure I gave that plug and that was just a cool little tidbit when he told me that, that he was going to be down there. That's awesome. I didn't know that was going on. That's very cool. Go That's D-Doc. amazing. There is a world of lightsaber um, training on TikTok that I've been introduced to over the last couple of months. So he's pro it's probably something like that. I mean, there were guys who were just like, oh, uh, let me teach you how to obi Annie," And I'm just like, uh, what the <laughs> hell is that? And yeah, it's like just certain moves where people can twirl it back and forth and everything. And yeah, there is a whole world of guys who can do some crazy stuff with lightsabers. Me, I can just kind of spin it around and feel pretty cool. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of geeked about that. I I think that would be a lot of fun, and and maybe you know maybe we can see who can chop each other up while we're down there doing this as well. It'll add to the mix. But you're right. I think that's I think there's so many things going on there. I mean, again, we'll go through the list: Anthony Daniels, Ian McDermott, Matt Lanner, James Arnold Taylor, Ashley Eckstein, Anna Graves, Timothy Zahn. That's just of the Star Wars people we know. That that's not including the Jim uh, Jim Swearingen, I believe, from from Kenner. 
Uh, and there's a couple of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles artists yep. and people in the creatives within the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle world. Yep. Um, yeah. It's going to be kind of crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding myself back thinking don't get too pumped, but it's hard not to. So um, yeah, so it'll be fun, but um, let's, let's not bury the lead here. Uh, again, I said that Brent <laughs> and I have been to Galaxy's Edge. D-Doc, you were sending us pictures. You had a good time. Give us a rundown. You were there with the kids. How how was Galaxy's Edge? All right. So, uh, I mean, I I really did enjoy it. I mean, I'm sitting here. I just have my pictures up just to kind of take a mental rerun of it. And um, I remember seeing Star Tours, and then you mm -hmm. just see this big concrete kind of gateway where you're just like, you see all these people walking towards it. There's really no signs on it that say, you know, Galaxy's Edge or Batu or whatever, but... Yeah, I just it, it was just fun to walk through those gates and just be like, wow, I'm finally here. I mean, it's been, I guess, a couple. What, what has it been? Two years since Galaxy's Edge has been there? Would you say or one? Uh, it's a, it? I think it's two, two, maybe three. Two? It opened up right yeah. before COVID, and then COVID kind of messed everything up. Like it didn't. It, so yeah, a little, little over two years. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it was, of course, that was the one day it was raining. So I was just like, all right, you know, the, the one day I've been waiting to go to Galaxy's Edge for so long. And I, I was not like, my wife kept asking me, you excited for vacation? I'm just like, I'll be ready when we get there. Because, you know, my sister had a wedding that was canceled because of COVID. I'm just like, who knows what's going to happen? And yeah, just to finally walk in there and just be like, wow, I'm finally here. I've heard a lot of I don't know for all the negative that I've heard about it. I actually really did enjoy it to give like the short <clears throat> story of it, but um, just the rides, the atmosphere, I really did feel lost in, in the world there basically. So um, I didn't get to see everything there. I got to go on uh, rise of the resistance. That was the first thing I did is I got there. At, I think we got there at like eight thirty, eight twenty five or so right in line for rise of resistance wife is pregnant she went off and watched the frozen show with uh my daughter and me and the little guy just sat in line and i, I don't uh, now can i should i talk in detail about rise of resistance sure. or no because no, I, I, mean, I almost feel like that ride is a movie uh, to me i mean go go as deep as you want i don't think it's going to ruin anything for anybody brent you've been on it right yeah, I mean, there's a couple things that I like. If you are if you are afraid of spoilers, I just cautioned you hit the fast forward button a couple times on your podcast until yeah. you hear something that doesn't sound like we're talking about Rise of the Resistance. If yeah. not, you, if not, you can go online right now and watch people who have recorded yeah. it from start to finish. So yes, and yeah. and that's something I uh, like. I've always enjoyed theme parks, and that's something I've done is I've watched videos of rides and purposely rise of the resistance i have not watched anything about it because i've heard it's great and i'm just like i don't want to know anything about this and there's just layers to that ride where you're just like <laughs> oh i guess i'm about to go on and you're in a room and stuff happens and you're just like oh my god <laughs> you know you got bb8 and holograms and stuff like that and then another room opens and then there's like x wings and ships and you're just like where am i going now and <laughs> get on a ship doors open you're in another line you're in another area you're just like it just keeps unfolding i mean the ride itself is probably almost 10 minutes long like wow. it's an experience my, like it, it's yeah. I, I call it an experience it's not necessarily a ride 
yeah. because it's part of the full immersion. Like you get fully immersed into the world when, when you're on that one. I, I honestly think that was one of the best things was that before I even explored galaxy's edge, that line was right. When I walked in, mm-hmm. I just got right in that line before I even went and saw anything else. So that really sucked us in. And it, it was also kind of cool because it was just me and my little guy. And it was kind of like, I've introduced him to Star Wars and stuff. But to me, this felt like it was his like slap you in the face introduction to Star Wars, basically, because he thought we were really captured by the first door. <laughs> like you're waiting in line, you're in a cave, you can hear like ships flying and stuff above wow. you, like people doing like little comms and stuff. And he was just like, this isn't real, right? I'm just like, no, we're all right. He's five. He just turned five. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, they put a lot of love into that ride. Yeah. It's not real until the moment that it gets real and you walk off of that transport. Like, that is the single greatest experience I've ever had on a ride or anything. Um, for the, like Nick, if you're going to ride it or whatever, they take you and like, what he's saying is you load up into a room, they give you this store spiel about, uh, uh, you're part of the resistance and you're trying to get these secret plans. Then you go outside into the open air and they load you into a transport. And then you fly on this transport with a, um, Calamarian piloting it. And then you get picked up by a first order, uh, destroyer and you walk off of the transport into the hangar of a destroyer that's sick with about 40 first order troopers standing at the ready staring at you wow you got droids <laughs> beeping around you moving and you know some some of the first order troopers are moving i mean i actually when i got in i went right to the right of it and then next thing you know these lights turned on and i have this freaking calmar like right in front of my face i was just like and that's when David also was still just like, this is fake, right? I'm like, yes. <laughs> no, but son, I'm kind of pinching myself too. <laughs> I told him, I was like, don't worry, we're going to get out of this, you know? But um, famous yeah, I words. mean, what, what Brent was saying, I mean, the, the, like, even if you know about this, mm-hmm. when, whenever you guys get to experience going into that room with the First Order troopers there, they dedicated a freaking like, huge room to that whereas you know they could have done projections or whatever they wanted but you walk in and it is like a hall where like it's got the high ceilings it was just like damn i'm in star wars right now like it's crazy that's awesome that's awesome i i will say this i i really enjoyed my trip to galaxy's edge it was just me and my wife um we had a good time the food was good the smugglers run ride of the millennium falcon was good um, I, my, my biggest thing was at that time they were doing the cues for rise of resistance and there was hardly any, it wasn't packed at all. It was hardly anybody there, but somehow we kept missing the queue. Mm-hmm. We couldn't get in. So we didn't get in the day we were there. So I have that lingering regret and want to go back just for that. Um, but, but I would say that, and I think, I know they wanted you immersed in galaxy's edge. But I think Alfie and I have talked about it the most. Immersion is great. But I think where you were getting ready to go through those big gates and the block to go in, or when you were going out towards Toy Story Land, would have been really great to say, okay, you've now left Batu, And on the other side, have pegs full of characters. Have real-world Star Wars things to buy, right? 
I get it. I mean, they wanted you to sell you like you were in Batu, and the little toys they were selling were Batu toys, right? For the Star Wars universe. But that's the one thing that took it away for me. One, one, not getting the Rise of the Resistance, but then two, feeling like, man, I almost have to work to buy some Star Wars stuff here. You know, I mean, I could have bought the little tied up doll that looked like a stormtrooper or whatever, but I wanted, I wanted, you know, give me some, give me some Star Wars stuff. Give me some Hasbro, you know, give me some things I can go put on my shelves at home. And, and uh, so, but I loved it. I, like you said, it was very immersive. Um, it, it just, those were my, my points that, you know, stuck with me. So go ahead, Nick. That would require them to actually have action figures to sell <laughs> to you, you know, like physically have them there to be able to give them to you, which we, we've talked about at nauseam is less likely than, than not. Yeah. Yeah. So D doc, what were some, what were some of your other things? Go ahead. Like, honestly, like really, really the only main, the main negative I could think. And you know what? It's like, I know that I really probably only grazed the surface there because like there was a lot of food areas that I didn't go to. I mean, we tried the blue milk, which was really freaking good. It was kind of like a, like, I don't know, it just tasted, yeah, it tasted good and the green milk, but, um, I didn't get to go in the main store. Like all I could think of was like, I want to go into that store. I want to see all the lightsaber hilts. I want to do all that. And I, I, I asked one of the little shop people, I'm like, where is that? Because it was kind of hard to navigate. Cause I, it took me a while to even get to the millennium Falcon where it was. Cause I was kind of like, where am I at here? Cause you do kind of feel like you're wandering the streets mm-hmm. as you're going through there. Um, and they're like, oh, it's right around here. I, I forget the name of the store. It's like the biggest one in there where they have all the lightsaber hilts. The Savvy's um, Workshop. Savvy's Workshop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you, have, yeah. To have, you have to have a reservation to go in there, right? Yeah. The, see, I didn't do my homework on that. There was a big line outside. And then I see there's a, you know, QR code outside to scan your phone. And I was just like, cause we kind of went back just to go to that place. I'm like, I want to go back there just to see what that store is like inside. And, um, yeah, you couldn't even get in there. I saw a huge line. I'm like, wait a second, what is this? And yeah, <laughs> line to get into the store and scan the QR code. And I'm just like, uh, I'm probably never going to get in this. I, I remember we were who knows where at like seven 30 at night, this was hours later. And I got a thing like, you're ready to go to the store. I'm just like, well, maybe next time, <laughs> but guess what? You're going to get another ticket from me, Disney. That's your goal. Cause you want me to go back. You don't want me to experience everything, you know, but another, one other thing I'll say is, and maybe like a, a small critique. I almost feel like I didn't even want to fly the millennium Falcon. Cause I was the pilot. And I almost felt like I didn't even want to fly it. I felt like mm-hmm. I just wanted to ride it. I would have been cool with, because my little guy was steering it and I had people behind me and I couldn't help but to feel nervous that I was going to ruin their experience. Cause I had a five-year-old <laughs> in the pilot seat with me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you have to hit hyperspace buttons on his side that he can't reach. So I'm sitting there flying this thing and I'm reaching over and hitting buttons and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I'm hope these people, cause I had the lightning pass for that. And I'm like, these people probably just waited an hour and a half to have right. me and my five-year-old in the pilot seat, you know? Well, to to tell it... you how empty it was when my wife and I went, and that's what frustrates me on the Rise of Resistance ride, is we basically almost walked right up to the smuggler's run, and it was just the two of us in the cockpit. 
we we had no one else with us. So unfortunately for my wife, and we've been finding this out more and more, she doesn't do well with the virtual rides. They really mess with her balance and then throw her out of whack and she starts getting nauseous and sick from it. So we're halfway through the smugglers round and I'm going, all right, honey, take us left, take us right. And she's like, oh, I'm going to get sick. And she's leaning, <laughs> she's leaning over and I'm like, don't throw up in the Millennium Falcon. Um, but I mean, so it kind of was like, all right, well, I, I'm going to watch and make sure she's okay, but I still have to steer. Right. You know? So yes, I get where you're coming from. Go ahead, as long as, as long as you're having fun, right. That's the way I looked at it too. Like <laughs> I was laughing my tail off. Like I was in the chewy seat. I was the one doing the hyperspace jumps. It was fantastic. And like, I feel like my enjoyment, I was hoping anyway, cause I really didn't care. I guess I was the selfish one, but my enjoyment and how much fun I was having, I was hoping it was rubbing off on, my dad and the other people that were in the, the, the Falcon with me. It, it's just good to be a kid and have fun. Right. Oh, I mean, that's, that's, what that's Disney wants you to go there and have fun. That's what we did. Go ahead. Brent, and so, so, so now this might be a stupid statement, but is that how the Falcon is driven is Chewie would steer left and right and Han would go up and down. <laughs> that's what I couldn't help but to think is when we got in, they tell my five-year-old, all right, buddy, you're in charge of left and right. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, these people are going to be so <laughs> mad behind us. Because <laughs> when we got in the seat and I saw how far away he is, I'm like, I'm like, all right, how, how can we do this? But yeah, then I'm just like, is this how Han and Chewie drive? It? Oh my gosh, that's great! Yeah, that's I, uh, I, yes, I gotta look that at is, a real cockpit photo of it's, the. It's one hundred percent screen accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it. I mean, when you're pulling cool, levers, man. Yeah. It was cool. Did you did you did you complete the mission successfully? Or because we, we did, blew up we the, actually did. We blew up the coaxium because I wasn't very good at my job. <laughs> I think we ended up owing, uh, ending, owing Hondo some money at the end. We got some of it, but then he started hitting us for repairs. But so, yeah, so we came out going, but look, I'm glad it was a good experience and I'm glad that you got to go with a lot with your son, because um, I think that's one of the great things about star Wars is just like Joey and I with star Wars and you guys now that you have little ones, um, you know, to get, to go and do that. And Brent, to think that you get to go on that ride with your dad, that that's an awesome, that's an awesome thing. So yeah, but who could care less about star Wars? He was just there because my daughter was there. I know that feeling. Because is this your first trip to Disney D doc with my, with kids? Yes. Yeah. So there's, you can't take anything away from seeing your kids see, and it may not have been the star Wars for the, for like magic kingdom and seeing like Mm -hmm. the character, um, I'll never forget. I'll just tell a quick story. And so I'm going to ask you and you can follow up and what it was like to see yours. But my daughter and I, we were watching the fireworks and Jiminy Cricket <clears throat> narrates the fireworks. So for about six months before we would watch fireworks on YouTube at night before bed. And she's like, who is that? And I say Jiminy Cricket. And she's like, no, it's not. And hit me. Well, we go to the parade down main street. The first time she go, the first time she can remember going, which was about three or four years old. And she sees Jiminy Cricket and my daughter has a habit of pointing. So she pointed with the middle fingers and she did double middle fingers and screamed, Jiminy Cricket, Jiminy Cricket. (laughs) And like, I couldn't help, but I was sitting, she was sitting in my lap. She looked at me and she was giving the double bird pointing at Jiminy Cricket. And it was just like, that was worth however much it cost to Mm. get into the park. 
Oh, but yeah. like just to see that. So did you have any of those types of moments? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, pretty much the whole time. And it was honestly like it, what I said about this vacation and it was cause I was kind of lost in my kids amazement of everything was that it was the first vacation with COVID going on the last couple of years and everything. It was like five days where I kind of was just like lost in whatever I was doing there. And that was, there was no outside world to it at all. Like it was, it was a nice vacation. It was. And honestly, that, that galaxy's edge being able to like, obviously it's, you know, I would like to have my wife and daughter with me, but the fact that me and my little guy kind of ran around there for the first two hours of the day mm -hmm. together, like, yeah, it was, it made it that much more special. And, you know, for that to be his introduction to Star Wars, I mean, I know Joe has talked about the prequel trilogy and seeing them with Joey and how, you know, that has an effect on you. It's like, that's how it felt going there is I'm mm -hmm. like, me and him are just, it's fun seeing how much fun they're having there. And, you know, that was part of the reason why it was enjoyable for me was to just see him have a blast there. So yeah, it was great. It was great. That's good. Did you get did you get to see any of the characters out and about? Like, did you see like Kylo and the troopers and Ray and Chewie? I didn't see Kylo, and I had an embarrassing moment when it finally stopped raining. Um, there was two stormtroopers out by that ship, which yeah. I don't know whose ship that is. It's, Kylo, it's not Kylo. Is it Kylo's ship? I, I think it's Kylo's ship. Because it's, it's a it's a. Um... What am I looking for? It's not his actual ship. It's the uh, transport that he uses. The one where the wings flap up in, uh, yes. in, in Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm standing there and finally some troopers are out because it was when we went for our second run back to there. And there's a crowd around and we're standing there. And next thing you know, one of the stormtroopers points right at me and goes you i want to see your identification and i'm looking at my wife and i'm just like is he seriously pointing at me right now out of everybody in this freaking crowd and and then he points again and i'm just like there are people are looking at me and they're like go up and i'm just like all right so i go up and he's just like not you him and points to another guy back and i'm just <laughs> like all right I'll I'll take the walk of shame back now. I was kind of hat I was kind of happy to show my identification to him, but I guess he wasn't pointing at me. See, it was a little embarrassing. I I was hoping I, you were going that direction. I was hoping you're going to say you don't need to see my identification. I was just waiting. I was just <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for the Obi Wan two finger. You know that yeah. So maybe that's just me. That's the first thing that popped into my head. But hey. I, other people have had much worse walks of shame before deduct, but that's not for rule of the galaxy. That's for other podcasts. So um, any other things that stood out before we hit a couple storylines here or anything like that from, from galaxy's edge, did you buy anything? I, and that's one thing I'll say is I didn't. And I was waiting, I was waiting for like my mentality going in there is like, I know I'm going to find this one thing that I want to get. And that's mm -hmm. going to be my little thing to hold on to from there. And I didn't buy a single thing the whole time I was there and I was just waiting to find it. And I just didn't. And I don't know. I, I wanted to go into that store and see some lightsaber hilts, but I don't know. Okay. Maybe some other time, but yeah, I didn't buy anything. And like you said, I mean, the stuff of their stores, like if I saw a damn Kylo Ren Black Series, I would have bought it in a second because you're hyped on Kylo Ren going on Rise of the Resistance or even right. even a First Order Stormtrooper or something like that. You know, I, I would have bought it in a second, but 
yeah, they just didn't have that kind of stuff around there. I did see some Lando figures. I don't know if I saw them in there. You're cracking a little bit. So do a quick refresh. Go ahead, Brent. I was just going to ask since he is kind of looks like frozen up just a second. What was the first thing your son wanted to do when you guys got home though? Cause I think you put that out on social media. If he can get back in in a second, what was if the he first thing I'll answer for him? Cause I read the post. Yes. You go ahead. Nick, Cause I love this pose of D doc. So now I'm D doc and my kid came home and really wanted to watch force awakens right away. And That's I believe awesome. played with a uh, sequel trilogy era Legos as well. Correct. D doc. Sure. Yes. <laughs> oh man. The, the joy, the pain. Um, okay. While D docs re getting himself rebooted there, couple quick silly things or not silly things, but just storylines. See if it sparks any interest to you guys that I, I have in the last few days. Um, one, so it's looking like we're going to see a young Princess Leia in Kenobi. Are you guys seeing that? That that's the mission that he gets drawn off to is to go check on a young Princess Leia? I, I believe that. I could see that. Alfie's been saying that for a while. So, and you know the book of Alfie. So nobody. I mean, she's what, 10? She'll be what, 10? Yeah. 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 Just like Luke sitting on the, uh, the, the hut door of the Tatooine. Homestead. Yeah, I can see it. I don't know. I think I've I've heard the speculation that that's where he's at, and that's why he went to that crazy planet, um, whatever that planet is called. All right, we'll we'll find that out soon. Hong enough. Kong, Hong Kong in space. There you go. There you go. It's almost mm -hmm. like we have a statue of D Doc right now, which is great. I mean, he's a handsome fella. Um, so, young Princess Leia Kenobi, we got that. Hey, who wants to see? In Mando season three, someone go, great Scott. Do we? Are we? Are we gonna? Are we I gonna mean, see... one point twenty one gigawatts. <laughs> That's right. I don't want. I don't want great Scott. I want one point twenty one gigawatts. That's right. What? In Ronald Reagan's president? <laughs> <laughs> the actor? Yeah. That's, I would um, like to see that. So, I mean, if there's not life. a flux, if there's not a flux capacitor or the brain scan machine that he was mm. wearing in the 1950s when he opens the door. I mean, mm. I don't know what we, I don't like, I feel like we're missing out. I agree. Uh, Nick, <laughs> go ahead. I, I did see a meme this week based off of that, where it was a picture of Christopher Lloyd looking out across at Mando sitting over there and he's going, my God, a Mandalorian. And Mando's <laughs> looking back going, my God, a man and a DeLorean. And I thought, I thought that was pretty good. I, I thought that was good. I like so it. what kind of what kind of role yeah. do you think that okay, so I, I think I saw you speculate, but what kind of role do you think that he's gonna play? Uh, it it honestly politician could be, politician? It, it could be anything, but if I had to put my money down, if I had to say what I think could possibly be, it's Jedi Master Joris Sabayoth. Sabayoth. Wow. Because Which, you just put a little beard on him and he's got the white hair and let's face it Sabayoth was crazy so he could play him easily he could he's very versatile though so like if you remember i can't remember which one it was but i think it was star trek he was a klingon. four or three he was a yeah. klingon in that in full garb and makeup and everything and so i i could see him 
adapting a role that's I, I, you would have to believe somebody like Christopher Lloyd, like he would be a pretty noticeable presence. Like that could throw you mm-hmm. if you're not careful. Right. So like, I would be curious, like, like I'll give you an example, like um, Horatio Sands, when yeah. they had him as the, like, if I had seen him in real life, I would have been like, what the, that's right. the guy from SNL. Like, I, and I would have known, you know, and so to not have him thrown like that, that I would be curious if they mask him up pretty good to have him do that. So play some sort of uh, alien species. You yeah. say that, and, and the guy from Homeland, Rupert Friend, or Friend, yeah. Friend, like, and he's a good-looking dude, and I just assume that he might play some sort of, like, scoundrel Han Solo-ish type character, because I could see him doing that, but maybe more of the evil side of the Han Solo type character. But he's the one rocking the Inquisitor gear. Like, he yeah. is Grand yeah. Inquisitor. Like, he's all made up and, like, everything's covered up. And I didn't expect him to have that role. I, like I said, I expected him to be more of, like, the scoundrel, like, Han Solo-ish, Dash Rendar-ish type character. D-Doc, we, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Brent. No, I was just, that's just because what that, I'm, that may be typecasting Typecast. from what he's done. For sure, I'm, yeah. I'm typecasting him from what he's done in Homeland and what I've seen him in Homeland. But throwing the makeup on may completely blow those typecasts out. So, D-Doc, we mentioned that there might, you know, we're thinking there might be a young Princess Leia in the Kenobi series, and we're mentioning that Christopher Lloyd is going to be in Mando Season 3. Any any thoughts on either one of those? Yeah, the Christopher Lloyd news uh, pretty much blew my mind. I mean, that was exciting. Uh, and sorry to the listeners if my mic sounded bad or anything. I mean, I could hear you guys there. And what Nick said was totally true. So, Nick, it was true, all of it. And uh, Yeah. All of it. <laughs> And yes, yeah, the little guy did want to watch the the he wanted to see Kylo Ren and everything after we were there. But um, yeah, I mean to see Doc in Star Wars would be awesome. And <laughs> how old is he at this point? No idea. The guy's got to be old. Yeah, he was old. He looked in the 80s. old when they made Back to the Future. <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> Seriously, good for Dude, him. Go ahead, Nick. To the point that I think. The more I think about it, the more I go like, okay, so when they did Force Awakens and Daniel Craig did the cameo, you know, under the Stormtrooper helmet, if you had just seen Daniel Craig, you would have been like, that is freaking James Bond. Like, that's right. Like, it would have taken me out of the moment. So I'm curious if they, now they could say, screw you, we're going to put in whoever <laughs> we want. And who was the lady that played, uh, or or they did it with uh, Cobb Vanth, even, right? With yeah. Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant, yeah, who's a f- famous actor. And I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, wow, that's that guy from Justified. Very cool. Well, you, and then I just, you know, along. Prince Henry, uh, Prince Henry, and William were both stormtroopers in uh, the second one, Last Jedi. Were so they? Wasn't any good. They were. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, sorry. I don't, <laughs> I'm just playing devil's advocate tonight. Is, is Adam Bray no. back on the show again? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. No, I believe. I believe in the that phasma scene right at the end when there are like when all of the stormtroopers are on the on oh, the yeah. fight with Finn right towards the end of the Last Jedi. I believe the the two royal kids, the two princes, which one's not a prince anymore were stormtroopers as well so yeah so lloyd could do that i kind of see him as a politician though too i can kind of see him in like a politician type role um Mm -hmm. but you're right they are kind of leaning towards and leaning into that the m count and the Mm -hmm. the cloning tubes and 
if you're following Bad Batch, Bad Batch had just landed on Mount Tantive and they're trying to, if they're weaving all of the stories together in the Filoni verse with Bad Batch and that. Um, 84. I don't know, like, 84? It's Christopher Lloyd. 84. I hope I'm doing something active when I'm 84. Wow. He was born in 1938. Yeah, but Chubbs, Chubbs is like in his 80s also, and he's directing them. <laughs> and he's doing action scenes. Right? Um, Combat yeah. Carl. <laughs> um, we'll go to the next thing I wrote down. We are all unsure what's going on with Rogue Squadron, the movie, but it was good to see that Patty Jenkins reached out to Michael Stackpole, who wrote the Rogue Squadron novels and picked his brain on things to do with those novels and everything like that to, I'm hoping, put some of that into her movie if it's still taking place, but I'm hearing that it is. So did any of you read the Rogue Squadron novels? I know Brent didn't. D-Doc didn't. Okay. They were really best based on Wedge and his group. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was you know, Luke was out of it because he was off doing his Jedi thing. Um, who Wedge, Hobby, people like that were all in. I can't even remember all the pilots in there, but yeah. yeah, it, it was, was like the pre-alphabet squadron. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like it was like that it was basically that version but pre the Disney buyout. Yeah. It, it was it was good. I don't I mean I have some of the books still but it was it was a good storyline, a lot of action, a lot of space battles. That's one of the things I have a hard time reading space battles. I can watch space battles, but reading space battles becomes difficult. So I guess I yeah. should have done the audiobook version of those. Might have been easier. Um okay, so that's good to hear. Um, little side note, I watched, uh, the Patriot last night, late last night. I love the movie, the Patriot, but man, Jason Isaac is, is so good in that movie as the bad guy. And then you mix in, uh, Harry Potter, the Patriot, and then being the grand inquisitor in rebels. Gosh, I, I, I need to, I need to see more of that guy. He's awesome. Yeah. Just my two cents worth. He's really good at everything he does. Um, Oh, Joe, 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 real quick. Yeah, you're going a little fast and throwing through some stuff. I I want to know if you've heard the same story that I've heard, and this is I haven't necessarily got it confirmed. Um, Bad Batch is delayed. I, I I don't know if it's delayed. I just know we're not hearing anything about it, um, which kind of stinks because I was hoping yeah. it was going to be the next thing, like after Kenobi before we went to Andor. But I haven't I haven't heard anymore. Have we, have, have we got confirmation on that that it's delayed? I'm pretty sure delayed if I'm not screwed up uh, connection wise right now. We hear you. Um, I I did uh, I did read what Brennan's saying. They had it in a Star Wars magazine, and yeah. they had it posted on Disney Plus. And apparently, some things have changed since then. Like I think they had like a spring date, and I think they changed it to coming soon or something along those lines. Don't quote mm -hmm. me on it. You're right. I know I've read it on Twitter that they changed something. You're right, because it did say which makes me think maybe they're tweaking a storyline or something. I, I would think that's got to be it, right? A tweak of a storyline where they're like, hey, we have this laid out, but now that we're seeing the direction this is going or the direction that's going, we need to add mm -hmm. something in to make it flow better. Because like you said, Brent, I do think they are going, okay, well, what happens in the Bad Batch plays a role here, and this plays a role here. So if they're missing a building block, maybe they're adding it in, or maybe there's a small storyline that they say, 
that doesn't really fit anymore. How do we, how do we take that out? That's my only thought because it's animation. It's not like you're doing live production. Go ahead, Nick. Especially with like how saturated this timeline is going to get like with Andor, with Kenobi, with Bad Batch, you know, coming back out again. It's not like you're going beyond episode nine and you can just write new stuff and it doesn't matter. I can't imagine the song and dance that they're trying to do, keeping <laughs> all of this straight with uh, books that have come out with, you know, all the kind of different stuff they're doing it. And I'm pumped about it, but it's a song and dance just trying to keep timelines straight of who's doing what, how does rebels play into that as well too. And man, yeah. I mean, here we are, we run a Star Wars podcast and how many times are we tripping over when Brent even said it to me the other day, he's like, nope, that's, that's a different time. And I had to think, oh yeah, that is a different timeline. Thanks. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's easy to do if you're not really paying attention. Go ahead. Well, one one thing I'd also like to comment on is I recently read Kathleen Kennedy saying, you know, everybody enjoyed filming this Kenobi season, you know, don't rule out a Kenobi season two or whatever. And she, they had said that like, you know, what, two or three weeks ago when Kathleen Kennedy said that. So it's yeah. like, okay, well, didn't you write a storyline for a beginning and an end and that's it? Like, are we going to have to retool the storyline now to make a second season of it? Because obviously we're going to love this. Like, there's no question that fans were excited about this. Yeah. So if you're going to make two seasons of the show, be prepared to make two <laughs> before you make the first one. That's a limited series. Right. Right. And, and as Brent says, we, we all are going into it thinking we're going to love it. We're all excited about it. But will we love it? I don't know. But, but we're excited. We're super excited about it. So, but allow them to tell their story before you react to it. There you go. Little <laughs> farm boy joins the show. Tell the story, daggone it. Well, no, just true. no, but, but allow it to allow it to play out. Allow yeah. them to go the direction you can speculate, but don't just like automatically pan it because it doesn't match what your expectation was. And that's where I, I, I hear it all the time and whatever you hear me say it all the time here too. It's just, we all have our head cannon. I can tell you that they're not thinking the same way that you're thinking. Oh, uh, no, they're not. Right. And that goes for everyone who is a star Wars fan. They're not thinking the way that you are thinking. <laughs> Um, because we all have our own way of thinking about each of this, just this stuff. So let it play out. You can speculate, but don't let that infect your mood while you watch it. Nick, Vendita. I will tell you when the COVID lockdown happened and I dabbled in fan fiction, all the, which I'm choosing to believe that's coming back. I know I've got a mess. I'm having more kids. All this is good. There's a day coming where it's going to happen. Good. All of those stories took place in this time period we're talking about. And the amount of hours I spent late into the night on Wikipedia just going, well, it can't happen there because this person was here and the mm -hmm. time, all the back and forth to your point, Brent, like we're, I think for some of us, we're playing checkers and they're playing chess. At least I hope they're playing chess with, yeah. you know, here's how these timelines work together and how do we bring in, you know, I, I will say this, Brent, I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but when we talked a second ago about princess Leia making an appearance in Kenobi, there's part of me that goes like, and, and twinges just yeah. a little oh, yeah. bit because I'm with you, Brent of like, man, I want some new, 
Who am I? Who am I? I want some new. I'm ready for some, you know, like I, it'd be fine if you could do that, but she's also nine. So like, you know, introduce to bring in some new characters and make it okay that she's not there. And I I don't know, but that's my headcanon. Right. And that's why I want Andor because I don't think that there's as much headcanon that's wrapped up in Andor and in that timeline. And I'm also interested because I love Rebels. I like the idea of having your your splinter cells, I guess is what you want to, your mm-hmm. terrorist cells, because let's be honest, rebels were terrorists. Yep. But I want to know what's happening with each of the different rebels. Like that was the Lothal terrorist group yeah. that got together and linked up. What's happening in, I don't know, Kanji Club. I, like, I'm trying to throw, like, kind of up with like what's places going on we've with never Mon-Cal. heard of. Right. right. What's going on all over, all over the galaxy? Where How are those groups getting together and organizing? And Andor seems to be like on the cutting edge of that as well, because he's, he's like, I've lived in this darkness my whole life, kind of banish right. from, from Batman. So like, that's why, and there's not as much headcanon because it was one movie and they all died at the end. Yep. So yep. I feel like I'm going to like that one a lot more <clears throat> because I'm not wrapped up with all those preconceived ideas. And you're right. Like Leia, as, while Leia as a 10 year old is new, it's still going back to the same character. Yeah. Yeah. I and and I, you know, I was like, okay, make some adventures around him protecting Luke, but it sounds like they're going to make make it like take a left turn. Hey, you think he's going to stay right there and watch Luke the whole time? Whoops, he's going to go do this now. And so it that's interesting. Dduck, you were going to say something earlier. I'm sorry. It was semi irrelevant compared to the, that conversation. <laughs> I saw that popcorn from Bad Batch when we were thinking of show writing. I, I couldn't help but remember that um, that episode when um, Wrecker and I were eating the popcorn. Oh, God. Mantel, <laughs> and, uh, what, Mantel Mix. What was it called? Mantel, Mantel Mix. Mix from Orton yeah. Mantel. Yeah. They had Mantel Mix. And a repackage in the Magic Kingdom as just like multicolored popcorn. So I don't know. Okay. But touche on show writing. We were talking about show writing, and I'm just like, that is interesting that they put that in the show and then they were selling it in bot two. Hey, cross marketing. There's a reason. We feel like there's a marketing option being missed there. Mantel mix, checks mix. Come on, man. You could jump right in along it, start selling. I would go buy some of that. Mm -hmm. I like it, my friend. But you got to buy it in Disney because they're going to charge you $7 more or, or, the store. Or Chex Mix is saying, why am I going to give Lucasfilm and Disney half my profits off Mantel Mix? Because it's going to cost me this much to pay them for the naming you know rights of it. This is why This is why I'm not invited to those meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good idea. It is. No, it's dumb. It's okay. No, we can hey, it's it. a good idea because I would buy Mantel Mix as well. Yeah. But, but. You gotta be where, be careful. Yeah. So um, one thing, one more storyline that I had, and I don't know how many of you have watched the archive deleted uh, season six episodes on Disney or StarWars.com of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. They brought some of them back to make future Star Wars or future Clone Wars, but they didn't make all of them. And one of them they didn't make was Obi Wan and Anakin after Ahsoka left on Utapau uh, going after a, a um, kyber crystal, I believe. And it was right after Ahsoka left. And I saw an article about this. 
because in the conversation, while they were sitting around a fire, Anakin's very much struggling with the fact that he let his Padawan down. He's failed as a master. He's failed as her mentor. And he actually says to Obi-Wan, think about the trouble you'll have sleeping at night if you would fail me. And he said, and that's what I'm dealing with, basically failing Ahsoka. And I'm hoping, uh, this is the hope. And I think for me, man, if they could make that, since they didn't remake it in animated, if that's a flashback of Obi-Wan and Anakin sitting around a fire talking about Ahsoka and how he failed her and how, think about Obi-Wan, what it would feel like and how you couldn't sleep at night if you failed me. I mean, it was just a great article about it, but it really made me think and completely forgot about it because it was one of those deleted things that isn't really readily accessible right now. But I still remember watching it on StarWars.com years ago. So thought it was pretty cool. Any thoughts on that conversation there? Nick, I'll let you start. I'm trying to tame my expectations based on the conversation we just had about Kenobi yep. and not letting my mind go too well. To me, these PTSD flashbacks either uh you know when when you see that still shot in entertainment weekly of him sitting in the cave like at night um you have to imagine that qui-gon's ghost is showing up there mm. in some capacity now i could be totally disappointed and it's not that and something different but to me like that's why i'm showing up like i love the inquisitor side i think that's fine but as a child of the prequels i want to see some payoff of you know again i'm the one i've said it on this show a hundred times the greatest travesty of episode three was that it ended with owen lars the non-visionary you know i'm just going to sit here and farm moisture for the rest of my life staring off into the twin sons paying homage to luke that he'll do that someday it doesn't fit the character it ends, it should end with the camera turned around with Obi-Wan walking into the darkness because, man, now we got to endure 19 years before the hope comes back, right? And I want to see not a darker Star Wars, but I do want to see, like, yo, you went through some stuff, man. So, like, how are you processing and dealing with that? And I hope that, I hope, Joe, that it's something along the lines of what we didn't get in those deleted episodes. Okay. Isn't the new book that they're writing based upon this story too? Like what's the storyline and the premise of the new book? The new book is um, during the Clone Wars, right? I think when, I can't remember if it was when Anakin got named a master and he, it was the brotherhood thing of that. So it was an adventure that took place during the Clone Wars, if I'm not mistaken. And that's called brotherhood, right? Yeah. 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 When does that come out? May. May. And our boy, our, our friend Jonathan Davis is going to be the one doing That's the right. uh, audio. Yeah. He's, I think he's actually in the booth like this week or last week actually Let's recording it. Go. Yep. That's so awesome. And, and speaking, we're going to throw some more names out there. Next week, our guest is John Jackson Miller, the, the author of the Kenobi book that came out in 2013, whatever it came out right before yep. Disney bought the uh, name. And, and so we're already being told, yes, don't get yourself worked up. It's not going to be like that book, but man, that book meant a ton to me thinking about that time frame right there with Kenobi on his own. Go ahead. Which I can't wait for that. 
because somebody needs to properly thank him for season two of the Mandalorian, which is basically the premise of that book that there's a crate dragon or crate dragon out in the wilderness mm-hmm. that we go and we kill. And Obi-Wan, instead of Obi-Wan killing it, Mando goes and kills. It. I watched all of, I watched that whole first episode of season two of the Mandalorian going, this is Kenobi, the, the, the book that John Jackson Miller wrote. Well, and, and Brent's mentioned before, the Kenobi book is also the book of Boba Fett when uh-huh. he flashbacks to the Tusken Raiders. That's there's it. a lot of Tusken Raider stuff in that book, and there's a lot of Tusken Raiders in Boba. I was going to mention that also, but yeah, That's I think it. they took I think they took story beats from that book, or at least got that influenced by that. Yep, yep. I just I just re-listened to it again, um, and it was Jonathan Davis doing the doing the voices. It was it was awesome because I knew we were going to have John Jacks Miller on. I said, hey, I got to listen to that. Got to be ready for my guy here coming up. So Jonathan Davis also did the Bane books. He yes, did. he did. Yes. He also yes. said that those are the ones that he remembers the most, yep. too. Yeah, I believe it. He, he um, loved he, those. Yeah. And I those were like one of the, I think, I don't know if they were the first ones he did, but they were early on in his Star Wars stuff. Awesome. Now, he's done 500 or so different books. So <laughs> yeah. he's and done he a does lot. A, he does a mean um, Neil, Diamond. Neil Diamond. Yeah. So from our That's show right. he was on, <laughs> it was him singing Neil Diamond to us in Rule of Galaxy, which was absolutely awesome. So awesome. yeah. D-Doc, we're throwing books out there. I know. We're driving you nuts. Uh, I wanted to ask, I wanted to say one thing though on the um, Anakin and Kenobi. If you go on YouTube and look up Anakin Kenobi Fireplace, watch the video from Cinematic Captures. It's got like a million views on it. They remastered that scene to almost look real lifestyle characters and they did a hell of a job i watched that when i was watching clone wars last year because i was the first time i was watching clone wars and i'm reading all this stuff online and there was this fireplace scene and i mean i just brought it up on my phone just so i could give cinematic captures the uh shout out but i mean Check that out. Uh, just look up uh, Kenobi Anakin Fireplace on YouTube, and you'll you'll see that video. And they did a hell of a job on it. I, I, it was fan made, but they redid it with audio from the show. You got it, D Doc. I know how much time you spent on your stuff, but I'm just letting you know. For me, it's breaking up. But I heard we heard everything you said, but there was some re- snap, crackle, and pops on there. Rice Krispies. Um. Hey, before, before we start breaking off and going into our closeout stuff from everybody, uh, we're going to do a contest. We're going to do a contest. We're going to give away one Rule of the Galaxy hoodie. We'll let you choose whether you want the black or the pink hoodie. Um, here is how you will enter. Uh, one, you have to be following us on Twitter, Rule of the Galaxy SW. If you follow us on Twitter, I'll be able to see that. I'll be able to verify, check that, so no worries there. Two, subscribe to the podcast. You're your podcast of choice, whatever platform you go to, subscribe to it. Um, you know, show me, send us over a DM, whatever with, with, uh, or, or send us a screenshot of the sub- subscription and then comment or review, comment or review on the podcast platform that you choose. Three things follow us on Twitter, Rule the Galaxy SW, subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. And three, leave us a re- review or rating, and, and uh, we'll see that obviously pop up. If you do those three things, uh, we'll give it a couple weeks. We'll let some people really dig in and do that, and we'll promote it on Twitter so people can see that. We'll promote it on all of our social media stuff. Um, but we're going to give away one of the black hoodies or pink hoodies. 
once we pick a winner, we'll let you say, hey, here's my size and um, uh, here's my address and we'll get it shipped off to you. So just let you know that's in the works. So if you're listening and we'll start promoting on social media uh, right after the show, but that I just want to throw that out there because we're trying to have fun with it. it it's all good. Awesome. So um, Brent, I started with you tonight. What, what are some of your closing thoughts on, on this week in Star Wars and what's coming up and, and all that kind of jazz? Um, D doc, how many weeks are we until, uh, till, um, what was it? We, we were going to count down until Kenobi in weeks. We're like at like three or four shows until Kenobi, right? Maybe four shows until Kenobi. No, that's May. I mean, we're almost to the end of March. It's not to the very end of May though. I don't think. I know, but like, we're almost like we're month, we're about a month, like two months away. Don't rush me. I'm having a kid in 20 days. Okay. I understand that. We're, I understand that. We're right around a month from ICCC and two months from Kenobi. All right. That's so, it. so we're about eight shows away. We're down to about eight shows away from Kenobi. We're about four shows away from going to ICCC. I'm excited to be there just to kind of feel the energy and see the energy and run into a group of people that uh, are Star Wars fans and also toy fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see some G.I. Joe people, look to see what they have for the G.I. Joe world because that was my other growing up. What I watched that during the Bozo Show Grand Pies game, they always did mm-hmm. a G.I. Joe clip. Um, sorry, this is my age showing. Nick has no idea who Bozo the Clown in the Grand Prize game was, but that was – DDoc probably has no idea because it was regional. Did you um, listen to that on the radio? No, sir. No, sir. I didn't yeah, drink my oval. I didn't drink my oval. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. I didn't it's drink right. more oval team. But anyways, yeah, no, uh, excited for ICCC. And really, that's all I got really other than Kenobi and uh, Andor and all of that stuff. I'm a disappointed Bad Batch might be getting pushed a little bit. Well, hey, go have fun in Florida. Go enjoy some vacation time. Get warm in the sun and uh, safe travels on all that. So, yeah. Yeah, so we're excited for you to go do that. Nick, how about you? Closing thoughts, ideas, anything like that? Yep. You know, the only one that I had, and it was really just a little bit of Star Wars news that I saw today was, so uh, our guest that we had a couple weeks ago, um, JJ Lugo, uh, who does all the video game reviews, tweeted this morning um, that it was confirmed today that Fallen Order 2 is for sure a go. And he even said that we are going to see the first trailer for the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order at Star Wars Celebration this year. Wow. Which is very exciting to me. I know. One of the best video games that that I've ever played. And so the thought that we're going to go back to Cal Kestis in that world. Again, if it's a Star Wars IP on video games, I'm just going to buy it. Like it's just, I, I will do that just for the sheer content. I'm not very good at playing video games but it gets me really hyped. So thank you for that. JJ Lugo, if you're listening. There you go. There you go. D-Doc, give it a All shot. Right, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me kind of tell my little Star Wars story of seeing Galaxy's Edge and everything. And if my mic is screwed up to our listeners, I will have this solved by next week. I'm extremely frustrated with it. I just switched to my cell phone. I'm going to throw my laptop out the window um yeah (laughs) brent it works better i don't know what to say i don't know what to say at this point i'm ready to just get the little connection from my microphone whatever but yeah um thanks for listening to my you know 
little story about galaxy's edge and you know I, we had a good time and yeah i mean i don't know i'm excited for the kenobi future basically it's like i just still can't comprehend we're gonna see this show the more we talk about it so yeah it's it's great and and deduct don't worry about it because honestly if i wasn't running this whole thing and like trying to make sure it all is going well uh, i would be on my phone as well so that's just i bought a way. damn booster for this basement just so this would not happen i'm looking at the booster here just like what are you doing <laughs> it's like my little droid it's got two little antennas on i'm like what are you doing over <laughs> wasn't but, it yeah. wasn't it on on turbo man or or whatever he wasn't booster his sidekick nobody likes booster yeah i know <laughs> booster is about to go out the window with the laptop so whatever are you doing jingle all the way the all the Sinbad way. movie yes yes yeah. The, Did the we okay? So movie. you talk about this like bingo chart that you come up with. <laughs> Who pulls out a jingle all the way with Turbo Man reference? Jake it's Lloyd. Turbo time. Jake Lloyd was in yeah. Anakin from Phantom Menace was that in counts. Jingle All the Way. It's Star hey. Wars related. Who pulls that reference? That, that's all I'm asking. No, Yo, that's a great movie. It is. And, yeah, and that, this is that looks like it took forever to put together. This is one other thing I wanted to touch on is I'm building, I'm building uh, this uh, for the YouTubers. I'm building this uh, R2 model. I built BB-8 already. He, it was a uh, two pack from Bondi. Here's BB-8. It's pretty cool how they did it where the head has a little clear thing for it. But yeah, I'm in the middle of building those droids. So that's my little Star Wars project I've been working on right now. So. That is absolutely awesome. I'm glad you guys Droids all side things with all this stuff. So Nick, start <laughs> writing some more fan fiction. You're good man, at it. I'm catching the itch, man. It's time to start going, and now I hey. have no time or life. So Nick, Nick, would it give you more of a drive to know that we're going to try to talk Mark Thompson, Thompson and Jonathan Davis into doing and reading your fanfic? They said they would do it. Well, Jonathan Davis said he'd do it, and he said he'd talk Mark Thompson into it. Because <laughs> how awesome. Like, seriously. Send us the first one again. Send us the okay. first one again. I'm going to send you it know to what? both of them. I'll send it to you. I got to go. I'm going to revise it again. Yeah. <laughs> but I started a second one, and this is why I was saying the thing earlier about not that, not that why we're here, but I started it before of, like, the timelines of everything you just have to keep in congruence to make sure that it works out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting back into it. That's all there is to it. No worries. No worries. Like I, figured, I, fi I figured that'd be fuel. Gosh, that does I'm, it for me. Send that to me. I'm going to email both of them and say, when can we have you on to, or will you just record this for us? Each of you take a few characters and record it. I'll, how I'll fast, do it. How fast can you do 80 pages? Oh, 80 pages. <laughs> come on. 80 pages. They do so, that one day. They would knock that yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, they do 500 page books on their own in a week. Gosh! Yeah, <gasps> six so hours, cool. six hours a day, seven days a week. That is a yeah. lot of hours talking. Yeah. Oh so God. count on it, Nick. I will, I will take it to them, okay, and go from there. So, guys, we've we've had fun. It, 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 we we hit, you know, Galaxy's Edge and a bunch of, you know, we're like a Seinfeld. There's a bunch of nothing in in Galaxy's Edge, but we were here. We had fun. We talked Star Wars. People saw my awesome yellow sunglasses. Um, we threw some shout outs. We got some contests. We got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there'll be more with videos this weekend. You guys are awesome. Thank you for always being here for co-hosts. Uh, follow us, Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. Email us, Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com with ideas and thoughts. And follow us, Rule the Galaxy YouTube and Facebook. 
with Nick, with D-Doc, with Brent. Until next week, may the force be with you.